You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. Steve is back with us this week, along with yes. Vicky. Welcome back, hon. We had a great uh, guest speaker with Pam Dick last week. Yeah, we had a good time, didn't we? We had a really good discussion about... Uh, it was hard to be funny when we were talking about prayer ministry. It was a little bit, but, yeah, but you two found a way. Pam and I couldn't be as funny as we wanted to be because it was too serious. True. Yeah, but if you didn't listen um, listen to last week's um, episode, it was quite enlightening if you want to know about prayer ministry. Yeah, it's definitely uh, really important to look at our heart, and I think we're going to dive into a little bit more heart-related stuff today. Um, but, Steve, how are you? We didn't see you last week, so how's... Just living the dream, man. Yeah. Doing it, doing it. Giving my life away, serving Jesus, working for Jesus. Yeah. I saw We saw a video on our church service recently of the... the uh, Water as waterfalls, yeah. yeah. And the Jesus Walk, how's that? How's that Jesus Walk project going? It's pretty beautiful. It's gorgeous, in fact. It's just uh, the the babbling brook idea, you know, the whole vision. That really is. I remember guys there going, "Man, we couldn't tell what we were doing. <laughs> Only one person here had a vision, and it was you." Wow. And I mean, I could see it from the moment I. He conceived. said it was exactly like he yeah. saw it. That's and cool. as we kept, I kept saying, "No, we got to do this. No, we got to do that." In my head. And today, you know, it's it's really running correctly today. Oh, it is. That's cool. Yeah, and we have all the holes patched in the mm-hmm. liner that they dropped rocks and broke the liner. You know, they got them all patched <laughs> today, and um, these they have to put these 8,000 pound rocks back in. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's just the water's running, the pumps are working, and it's just beautiful. How would I they mean, see that? Is there anybody that anybody can see it? Online is there we, a, um, we have the video clips. Maybe we can uh, post them on our Facebook page. We probably page should do a better video clip, like fly the drone mm-hmm. down the river yeah. to the other waterfall. Because yeah, that one on good. Sunday was kind of chopped up. Yeah. yeah, couldn't really tell much. So we'll we'll be, we'll go ahead and get a new one and, and uh, yeah. we'll post that. Let you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll share it. it. We'll post it on it's Facebook. It's Jesus. What it's called is the Jesus Walk. The Jesus Walk. The, G- the Jesus Walk. And yeah. it's a it's a kind of a, pl- a play or an idea similar to a Station of the Cross. We can go and pray and meditate and along that line. Yeah. Not anything like Station of the Cross except. Jesus is on the cross. Yes. Oh boy. And in, 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 it's in the middle, you know. Yeah. Cool. My phone just rang. That's okay. So we uh, just, it's a great project. I'm really excited to see how that's going to come together over the next little while. It's already going faster than I thought it was going to oh, go. Oh, shockingly so. beautiful. Yeah. For me, it's like slower than Christmas. <laughs> it's like, well, we go every two weeks or so. Oh, and yeah. it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys did We a have lot. to pull off for Mud Run, getting prepped yeah. for Mud Run yeah. now. And, uh, and I'm just looking at this thing going, this is going to take me years. Job <laughs> you know? security. It's but a, the, yeah. the present, uh, my friend Pam and I went yes. up to uh, last Friday after the, um, anyway, last Friday. And um, there's a presence. The Holy Spirit just feels very, very alive there. And it's so beautiful with the, the sound of the waterfall and the three-tier waterfall and the r- lazy river. It's from the cross of Jesus. It's, um, it's something. And I had no idea what he's talking about. He always explains things to me, and you do this and you do that, and I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. 
until I see it. It's like, you know, a little bit like Thomas. You two often say that you, you're describing the same animal, but you start at different yes, ends, right? Correct. So. That's our form uh-huh. of communication. Yeah. yeah, that's not true at <laughs> no, all. It is true. It isn't true. That's it what is. Vicky She's says. describing another planet <laughs> while I'm describing an animal. It's like, what are you talking about? If he keeps going, we're going to talk about what color he is if he doesn't uh, stop. Good, oh, let's please, let's move on. We're not going to do another personality test, are we? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, dive into today. We're going to talk about right. um, more heart stuff, more similar to our inner healing thing a little bit from last time, uh, but this is very, maybe a little bit more practical um, for us. So, Steve, if I, I don't I'd probably, mm, I don't know how many years ago now, maybe probably 10, four or five. maybe 10 actually. Oh, you think it was 10? Could have been, maybe not quite that long, but anyway. I'm a 10, what? No, maybe about 10 years ago now. Oh, well. You, uh... You coined something called the four-headed monster, which was um, four states that we can have going on in our hearts and our lives that affect our ability to love one another, be part of a team, be part of a family. and It eats away at the fabric yeah. of the Christianity that works. Yeah. When you have a Christianity, a Christian life, when you have a philosophy, a, a system, a way of living out Christianity, the words of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people have those kinds that don't work. Yeah. And they will. And I will ask people, have you, have you felt like your Christianity does not work to produce in you what is promised to you mm-hmm. by the Bible? And, and generally, most people have their hands up. Mm-hmm. And you say, and then here in our school, it's like our goal is that you would have a Christianity that works. Yeah. And the four-headed monster is the the negative side that that is while you're trying so hard to worship and read and do and pray and trust and have faith there's this thing eating away at the fabric of your life and it's like it's like making a hole in the bottom of the bucket you just keep pouring in but those it just keeps going out the backside Mm -hmm. right it just keeps flowing and you never really get to where your christianity has legs or or it's it's not the rivers of living water. It's not the eternal flame. It's right. not the the you know. It's not the 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 water that quenches thirst. It's mm-hmm. it's the stuff that if you drink this like this, you're going to thirst again. Wow. And that's the four-headed monster is what makes you thirst again and yeah. continually never have satisfaction in your relationship with Jesus or your Christian walk. Yeah, mm. that's really good. So the four-headed monster is not an exhaustive list, but it's, it's just four uh, things that. You've highlighted that blood highlighted to you that are that big, big areas, you, yes, right? Yeah. So, a- the 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 four things that we're going to talk about uh, are envy and jealousy being number number one, uh, selfishness, unforgiveness, and offense. And I think just for today, we'll we'll talk about sort of each one of them. But those, you know, whether it's one or four or all those things or a combination of them operating in your life on any level you're saying is going to hinder your capacity to have a Christianity that bears the fruit that's my best picture you know the hamster on the hamster wheel is a good one he never goes anywhere Mm -hmm. he's just constantly running but a rat in a sand hill you know a rat trying to run up a sand hill he's constantly running and the sand's going out under his feet Mm -hmm. and he has some success and he gains some ground he starts getting up but then he starts coming back down and he's he can he can run all day he can run his whole life but never get to the top of the hill because he never gets footing Wow. It's a Christianity that has no footing. And I, what I, I, you know, my wife brought into my life uh, uh, prayer ministry, inner mm-hmm. healing, you know, wounds of the womb, just the things that uh, things that hinder you. And I'm like, I, I really don't get traction with those things. And I had no grid for it. They, I, I had a, an experience in inner healing where I had something really real happen. Mm-hmm. And it really changed my life. And it really explained some of the 
many years of mistakes I made. And it's like, this is real. But it doesn't make sense to me because it shouldn't be real. How could you have these things and still be walking with Jesus? Right. And so I went on a journey, um, and it could have been even more than 10 years ago, but I, I, I went on a journey to try to figure out what right does the enemy have? So if he's the accuser and he's going to stand up in a courtroom, if you use a courtroom metaphor, your father's the judge and Jesus is my advocate and he's my accuser. Well, he can't. What can he accuse? It's Jesus hmm. standing in for me. He's not just my advocate. He's my doppelganger. He's my he stands in my place. Yeah. So what right? So the question in the courtroom is, what right do you have to accuse Steve? And of course, just right away. I saw that if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. And the story of the wicked manager who so sins, good. whose debt was forgiven, but then he wouldn't forgive and his debt was added again. Mm-hmm. He lost his forgiveness. Mm-hmm. He lost his, his free ride. He was forgiven the debt. Yeah. And the end of the story is he, you will rot in jail until you pay, pay every cent of wow. your debt. And this, in the final part of Matthew 18 and the wicked manager, this is how your heavenly father will deal with you if you don't forgive your brother. Right. And I said, okay, so number one head mm-hmm. on this life that doesn't work is unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. So in my life, I had unforgiveness. Yeah. You know, we can define that later. But I had unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, are there any more? Well, judge... And you will be judged. Mm. Judge not, and you will not be judged. The measure you use will be the measure used for you. So here I am, been given a free ride, and I decide, and and my final determination is taken off the table. My sins have already added up to the point where I have a final determination. There's no way to go to heaven, no way to be forgiven. And then I am forgiven, and now there is a way for me to go to heaven. But I won't let you go to heaven. I demand that your sins be held against you, and I make the final determination that you are bad enough where you're going to go to hell. Look, you hurt me, you're going to get punished. And judgment is the final determination of that guy's going to hell. Wow. And, and, and so I thought about that. Well, what about saying you're wrong? I mean, the Bible says that me as a leader, I have to tell you you're wrong. Am I judging you? Your behavior is not godly. Am I judging you? And clearly in my study, I found that it's a totally different thing. Paul the Apostle says, I have to judge those things. But God, the, Jesus says, you cannot make the final determination on someone's soul. Yeah. So now I've got a two-headed monster. And then I read in the epistles where envy is the beginning of all evil. I mean, envy is the place where the devil works against the saints. And it's Paul writing this to a church that envy And we like to make envy and jealousy the same thing, but they're not at all the same thing. Envy is the, I I want what you have. Mm -hmm. I want it so bad, I want to take it from you, or I want to get rid of you so I can have it. Well, you out of my way. It's like getting the boss fired by planting something in his car so that you can have his job, that kind of thing. And so you look at that, this envy of somebody trying to gain what they have, trying to take what they have. It could be, it could be the trying to woo some man's wife because you like his wife. Mm -hmm. It it can be something like that where you desperately want his wife and you want, he has a wife, you mad at him, you don't like him because he has this wife and you want her, right? I've been the source of many men's envy in that respect. And, uh, (laughs) and, (laughs) 
I came out of my See, stupor. I know that was that was definitely a was points in my favor, right? <laughs> yeah. And so you can see that there are these things in a Christian's life that can hinder him. And so prayer ministry identified for me forgiveness. Yeah. And then study identified for me judgment. Yeah. And then study again brought envy. Mm-hmm. What's the point? We've got uh, selfishness and the offense. So, and then you read, in the, and you really can find this all over. I wish I could quote the words to you about offense and what offense opens up to you. How being offended, you know, puts you in a place where, uh, here's what really offended does to you the most. It puts you in a place to be unforgiving, judgmental, and envious, yeah. and jealous. Envious, jealous, you know. And jealous is simply, um, I don't like you because of what you have. Mm-hmm. Envy is, I don't like you because I want what you have. Not just, you know, you have it, I don't. No, I want it. Jealousy is just, you have it, I don't. Mm. And uh, so this offended, you know, you look at it and, it and it has such power. I mean, it's incredible power to make you have secret um, other the forget, unforgiveness, mm-hmm. judgment, and, and um, envy. And these things clearly in the New Testament show up. And I'm absolutely open to having a five, six, seven, eight-headed monster. It's just that I wanted an exhaustive New Testament under Mm -hmm. the grace of Jesus Christ. What could cause me to be a target of my enemy? Which my enemy is a, we already talked a few weeks ago about, he's invisible. Mm -hmm. He's got bad intentions. And he's way, 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 way more powerful than me. And so... It, this is like, dude, I want to be, I need protection, not just the armor of God that we talked about, which is the G, with Jesus on me. So Jesus, my advocate, Jesus in place of me. Um, and um, I don't just want this. I, I don't, I don't want this. I want mm-hmm. to be able to say I, my Christianity works. I don't want something eating away at my success, eating away at my faith, eating away at my love. That's really good. And and if I'm envious, judgmental, and unforgiving, and and offended, yeah. then the one command of Christ to love my neighbor, love my brother as he as Jesus has loved me, it's darn near impossible with these things operating. Right. You you definitely can't love the person you have those with. Hmm. And I don't think there's any room in the new covenant for us to parcel this out i can love you but i can't love him i mean everybody understands that look how lovable you are but look at him yeah you know and we know that's just not possible in the new covenant it's because he says love your enemies well now i'm now i'm just messed up now i'm 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 in trouble it's turn the other cheek no you slap me i'm not turning the other cheek well that's what he, that's what he's saying proves that you don't have this and so this four-headed monster is such a beast. It yeah. is a true devil from hell. And it's invisibly eating away all of your potential, all of your power, all of your faith. And you end up with a Christianity that just flat doesn't work. Yeah, it's really good. It does not bring joy, does not bring love, does not bring faith, does not build, does not increase your faith. It was a strength in yourself and the strength of the Lord and the might. You don't get strong. You get weak from these things. And that's why we call it a monster, because it's invisibly eating away at you. And I, like I said, if there's more, there's more. But right now, uh, these four have had me full-time, working full-time to keep them dead. Yeah. Because as soon as I get rid of all my offenses, all my envy, all my offense, and all my selfishness, and... Uh, and your judgment. And my judgment, you know, just judgments, um, I 
the minute I get them under control, someone else walks along and steps on my toes. <laughs> right. Someone else cuts me off. Someone else takes what I you just. Someone else becomes the target of yeah. one of those. And anyway, Vicky. Well, I just think Satan comes to kill, rob, and destroy. And yeah. and I really like what Steve said about um, the handles. You know, before we started the Father's House, I think we really um, were really of the notion that Christians can't have any demons or or. Um, I guess demons would be yeah. What does light have to do with control? By yeah, what is light? Yeah, you're born again. Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And what does light have to do with darkness? And what we have found, we were very shocked by the <laughs> by finding this out. But if you have those four things, he said, you actually get permission. Yeah, it's almost like you build a house and you lock all the all the all the doors and nobody can get in, but you leave your living room window open mm-hmm. and. A, a burglar can, or an intruder could jump in. It's like you think it's all locked up. You think your identity is all locked up. But it is so, to me, it is so powerful, the importance of forgiveness. And honestly, probably all four of those can be surmised in forgiveness. Right. Because it's it's when you're judgmental or when you're or, or you're offended mm-hmm. or you're, you're envious, it all comes about forgiveness. And de- like we talked about last week, deep forgiveness. And um, when you don't do that and... It's it's pretty much an everyday. If you're married, it's probably an everyday thing that you got to really deal with offense or hurt feelings or whatever. You know, not with my husband, but I'm sure other people out there <laughs> would uh, would have to deal with it all the time. Right. But um, it is it's it's a handle. It's a permission. You know, there's other things that give permission for Satan to have a control of you mm-hmm. to drive you. Because like we t- said last week, when you don't when you're when you're mad or hateful towards someone, unforgiving. They, they drive you. You see yeah. them at the store, like we said, and you go the other way because you don't because you're, the hair on the back of your neck just stands up. So you're still giving control to the offense. Mm. Instead of giving control to the Holy Spirit to release it because freely it was given, freely you give. Really Jesus is our example of extreme forgiveness and um, betrayal and all the other, all the other huge adjectives. Yeah. And if he forgave me of my sins, then I for should for be I should forgive others. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's really good. And just to, just to, you know, just to really clarify, the, Go ahead. we call it a four-headed monster. But there's what many more. And so it's unforgiveness and judgment are like one. Envy and jealousy are like the second one. Um, offend, being offended, <laughs> taking offense and holding on to it is the third. And just being selfish. Yeah. Because the whole command of Christ is to love and love in a way that none of us are prepared to do. Mm-hmm. To die for people that, I mean, I, I'd die for her. I real I'm like today. I would volunteer in her place today. On you any can't leave, on, you can't leave me here. On, on any day can't I would die for her, right? <laughs> and um but for you it's a maybe and for him there's no chance, right? <laughs> so you know He's kidding everybody. We love we love Kevin. We love Kevin. I love He's Kevin. being funny. I would try to die for him, let's say. But anyway. <laughs> but then your enemy, for but, example. But this yeah. is love. Right. To lay down your life for your brother, to li- to love them as he has loved me, which he died for me. You know, he suffered for me. He took he took the penalty for me. And are we taking the penalty? We're taking the hardship from and for the the least of these are brethren, Jesus says. And so, this selfishness is the definition of love. That selflessness. That, uh, selfless. The opposite of selfishness is selflessness, which is the definition of love. Yeah. And. If I'm offended, I'm not loving my brother. If I'm envious or jealous, I'm not loving my brother. If I'm unforgiving towards them, that means I want them punished for what they did to me. Right. And I don't really want them to want. I don't really want to want them to be punished. I want to release them. 
because otherwise I can't be released. And like the wicked manager, he gets forgiven a great debt, goes out and tells some other guy, you got to pay me. And then he gets him arrested. Wow. And the the king finds out and puts all of his debt back on him. I've asked many crowds, do you think that the sins you've been forgiven of can be put back on you after they've been forgiven? And every one of them say no. And then I say, well, explain the wicked manager yeah, to me. Yeah, that's the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Let's explain the wicked manager to mm-hmm. me. Tell me how this guy was paying, is in jail and going to have to be in jail till every cent is paid after the beginning of the story where his debt was forgiven him. Mm-hmm. Go free. But in the master said, because you did not, should you not have forgiven your brother? And because you didn't, your debt's back, back on, on you. Yeah. And I think this for Ed, it just cannot be argued. In the new covenant where we go back to the courtroom where God the Father is the judge, the devil is the prosecutor, and Jesus is my advocate. Yeah. He has no he has no ground. He just sits there silent. This man is not guilty. There is no offense in me. Unless he does start to accuse me, and my advocate has no I can't protect you from you won't you won't forgive as you've been forgiven. You won't quit envy and being offended. And it's just there's no argument about this. It's absolute. Uh, the only thing people can say is it's all under the blood. Well, okay, that's fine as an explanation. But but explain then this. Explain these verses. Explain right. these stories. Explain what it means. Why do I need an advocate? If if and and why does it say if I'm not forgiven? And why did he tell the wicked manager story to warn me that? Freely it's been given to me, better freely go and give it away. Yeah. And he's talking about mercy and grace. Yeah. So going back to the the I one of the heads, the envy, jealousy one, I think, you know, it, it's something that I think a lot of people, but Christians especially in church scenarios or something that's sort of the undercover thing that we feel where we look at the people next to us and we say, I wish I had what they had. Or why is that person being promoted and I'm not? Why is this? Why is oh, that? Right. Gosh, I get that all the time. And, you know, maybe Vicky, you could speak to that a little bit. Like what, what the, that, that sort of comparison saying, well, I want what they have or why do they get that. And I don't get this. Like, how does that eat away at us? What does that look like? Well, it's just eats away at you because you're not content. Right. And, Every person gets what God wants them to have. And so to some, they could have a million dollars and, and they could love Jesus. And to others, a million dollars would destroy them. So it is, it's a comparison that's not even of God. It's like be, be content in all seasons, you know. And, and you're, you have a Father in heaven and he provides for you. So the, the problem is, is that, you know, um, it just eats away because you're not content. There's not a peace in your identity that causes you to be okay. Comparison is really a difficult thing to do. It's just when I, when I've done that, you know, and I have done that in my life, especially when coming up as a young Christian woman, not knowing what a Christian woman is and seeing other people and what they had, it makes me very discontent with my husband, my surroundings, my where I stay, my friendships, my money, my lack of money, and what I think through adversity and through being a Christian for forty three years, I believe that I can understand is it Paul that's like I'm content in all things I've been rich I've been poor mm-hmm. is that Paul yeah. and I, I understand that a little because we in the last 14 years we've had some real uh, catastrophic things happen to us and to see where I am is kind of like a litmus test of how important is my things mm-hmm. because whether or not you just you just be you just get used to things 
And um, so it was a real good litmus test when our house burned down or when our granddaughter passed away. Like, where am I? Hmm. You know, are they really Jesus's things? And from the hand of God, does he really provide for me? If you really, if I really believe that, then I will not be jealous that you have a brand new car or you have a brand new house or you, whatever, you had four kids and you know, whatever. So, I mean, just stay in your lane with um, what God gives you because I think he gives each person what they can handle. You know, in my walk with Christianity, um, people have hated me for the craziest thing and use the word (laughs) hate. Hate. I hate you. In a church, if you have the pastor will preach, uh, you have odd against your brother, uh, you need to go to them. And instead of saying, forgive me for thinking ill of you, they say, no, I have hated you. And we, Vicky and I are like, hated? That's such a strong word. What did we do? And their reasons are so crazy. Sometimes it's our family, our children, and the way our children behaved, mm-hmm. and the way our children love Jesus. Other times it would be our marriage. Like, you know, how come you get to have a marriage like mm-hmm. this? And one time, one time, really funny, the guy just stumbled all over and finally blurted out your truck. And I'm <laughs> like, you hate? You use the word hate because I have a nice truck and you don't? <laughs> and it was just like, Wow. Um, and and I, I don't want to I don't want to cause that in them. I'm not going to go out and have a lousy marriage and, and cause my children to disobey and mm-hmm. and get rid of my truck because of this guy. But I am going to consider myself and think, you know, I my greatest struggles in life. I don't hate anybody, but my greatest struggles in life is why is my church not big and yours is? Mm-hmm. And, you know, or why now when my church is a little bit bigger, it's like, hmm, see, I have a big church and you don't. And that's the biggest struggle we have in life is how come you have an anointing that people get healed and I don't? How come you have, you know, uh, a bigger church? Yeah. You just have, why do you have these skills and I don't? Or, or in my case, sometimes it's why I have the skills and they don't. Mm -hmm. It's it's up and down and all over, no matter who you meet. They're either, they either have less than you or more than you of certain things, and some have less of one and more of another. And it's just, we don't marry it together to create a healthy body, like, um, you know, just to create a health, the, the best parts of everything make this yeah. way better. We are so much better together than we are individual. No, it's why do you have and I don't? Or, And I, I know that's been my struggle. I mean, yeah. revival, you know, why revival where you're at, not where I'm at? Why do I have to travel all the way across the country to go to revival? Why can't, isn't God here? Where Don't you want revival here? And, and I think the number one thing I don't understand in this world is why God moves in one place and not another. Yeah. And why he chooses this guy and why he chooses, but that's the thing I have to, when I surrender my life to him, I have to let him be king. I have to say, it's up to you, you get to choose who you let, you know? And I shouldn't hate the guy because you guys should. I should be cheering for him. I'm so happy for you. You got what I want, and I'm going to keep pursuing it. You know, I'm going to keep pursuing that God give me my own portion. Right. Yet this is the struggle of Christianity, and it is this four-headed monster, and it definitely eats away at the fabric of your foundation, your faith, your your love, your your ability to be joyous in times of trouble, like Vicky saying, our trials and our tribulations of our house and and other things that we've been through with death and and sickness and friendships lost and you know just betrayal all that i could just keep going words you know you can tell i can keep <laughs> right. going more, many more many many words <laughs> yeah. but if i'll fight this monster even though the bad things may continue they have way less effect on my day-to-day life of whether or not i am filled with the presence and power of god and have his holy spirit to deal with 
all the things I need to deal with. It's really good. I think I think yeah. what Steve is saying in a nutshell too is that it's temporary. Mm. We will, as you you know, they say talk about you will have trials, you will have temptations, you will have um, these things. But if you make them permanent, and I think keeping short accounts of especially these four, there's more. Yes. But these are the ones we've identified at the Father's House that we see in our staff or our team. Because some people buy new cars, some people are living in group housing, some people buy a new house, mm-hmm. some people have babies, some people have lost babies. You know, it's, it's, it's life, right? There's just, you look at other people and think, why don't I have that? Mm-hmm. And the, that's a wrong question. It's not, why do, don't I have it? It's like, Lord, what do you want me to have? Yeah. Because whenever it feels like you ask the why question, why God, it's just a dead end. Right. And so dealing with those, you know, the number one thing, if you deal with, if you only could choose one, it'd be forgiveness. Because mm-hmm. forgiveness, in my That's opinion, right. covers everything. You yeah. could just make a whole tapestry out of forgiveness. Yeah. Well, we miss out on what God has for us when we're staring at what someone else has, right? Because instead of seeking him, trusting him, praying to him, we're just saying, I want that and as i think stevie said earlier or maybe it was you vicky like if that's not what he has for us then we're going to be you know we're just going to be frustrated yeah frustrated feel time. like he doesn't like us right. we're going to question him Why we're going to gonna yeah. start to question him right yeah and i think for you know for steve and i being in, in uh, ministry for so long and steve's struggle as the senior pastor is you know looking at other congregations mm-hmm. or other anointings, like you said. And I think it sounds really noble sometimes. Like, we want a bigger church so more people hear about Jesus. Or mm-hmm. we want, you know, more money in the offering so we can give give more money. Right. Or, or, you know, just take your, you know, yeah. your choose your choose your, your poison, actually. Mm-hmm. But it sounds noble. Mm-hmm. But the truth is it's not. No. Because um, a, there, there's a church down, just on the road. It has, you know, many, many the biggest, many thousands. And, we're, we, you know, our, our tagline is if you want to go, to there just you could keep, we're on the way you could mm-hmm. visit us you know just kidding but um you know <laughs> just right you, I, mean, I don't want to say who it is i'm right don't. okay so but it's but you look at them and they're just down the road from us right. and they're international yeah. and we're you know of course god called us a south side and in, in, in people's natural they just don't want to come to south side mm-hmm. if you have a brand new tesla or brand new you know um brand new Whatever. Maserati, yeah. you know, and but this is where God's called us. We need to be satisfied, and and so we're building deep and wide. And maybe we won't have that many people, but it's what God's doing in us at the Father's house and Steve and I individually. Yeah. I think one, you know, one of the conversations we've had over. I'm sorry, the, say it again. One of the conversations we've Conversation. had over the course of the podcast since COVID hit was this, you know, church being essential. ruled, you know, non-essential, mm-hmm. right? And I, I think these things but especially this envy and jealousy one but all of them really the part of the reason why the church i think has become non-essential or ineffective is because the our as as a body we've become so concerned about well i want what you have or i'm a hand and i want to be a photo or you're Correct. an ear and i want to be an eye or whatever we come so insular offended jealous selfish that instead of looking out how can we serve the people around us we're just concerned with me us right me. so how you know to switch gears a little bit like how do we we've mentioned forgiveness but how do we start to shift this uh mindset out of me 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 onto it it would be an attitude of gratitude yeah i mean you know it's recognizing i think kevin and i just talked about this a few months ago is being thankful for everything that you receive every if, if you want to start practically you just start every Starbucks coffee that's bought from you, every every coffee cup that's given to you, every 
every dollar, mm-hmm. you know, thank you. If you save a dollar, for me, I still do it. Thank you, Jesus. I, so, I saved a dollar. To me, that's fabulous that I didn't have to spend a dollar. I saved a dollar. And every, so that's how I started with every coupon that I saved 55 cents with. I started very small. And, and, and to this day, everything I get, I'm so grateful. I mean, it just, I look around my house and all the um, blessings of mm-hmm. things that were given to us. I, I take it very seriously. And, to, and every time I, I mean, honestly, every time I put, uh, what, $70 in g- the gas tank, I'm so grateful I have $70. I'm so grateful that I can, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's just shifting your mindset and that you see the hand of God blessing you. That's really good. Because then I don't look at you and go, because I don't need to look at mm-hmm. you. I want what God has for me. And so if it's a practical way, if you start it today, you just start writing a journal. Mm-hmm. Everything that someone gives you and you just say it's from Jesus. Wow. You somebody gives you a shirt. Oh my gosh, I just needed I I exactly needed a blue collar shirt and you gave me one. And you're like, "How did you and it fits perfectly?" Or you, I go even when I so I am a really good shopper and I always find really good bargains. And I go and I'm just so grateful that I found this pair of jeans for $8 mm-hmm. as opposed to paying 60. And I know that's God. I just I just give credit to him. So I'm taking the inheritance of what he's given me and I just never stop being thankful. Uh, you know, we go to Sam's Club and we save, you know, the coupons, we save $12. It's like $12. Now we can have, we could, you know, it basically pays for our dinner. Mm-hmm. We got a free dinner. So I think that's a practical way to just start t- turning your eyes towards Jesus and turning your eyes away from each other. That's good. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Steve? Just on uh, that idea of how do we... Uh, how do we start? Yeah. I, the, for me, it's really looking, letting yourself be looked at you and the Holy Spirit, or if you have really, you know, good people to go ahead and search your heart. Mm-hmm. And and with these things in mind, people just immediately put their hand up and don't want to hear about, you know, what would give the enemy a right to torment you or yeah. to attack you or to to uh, erode your foundation, yeah. To wash away what you're standing on, and uh, people don't want to. I mean, it's shocking to me. They don't say, "Oh, really? Show me." Mm-hmm. But I think the number one thing we can do is say, "I want to look at this. Yeah. I want to see if my foundation is strong." And foundation of being born again by the by the Spirit, you know, completely made brand new. Oh, close your eyes and 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 just ask the Holy Spirit. Is there anything you'd want to show me about these four areas of my life of unforgiveness and uh, um, judgment and envy and jealousy and, and offense and selfishness? Is there anything in those areas you want to show me? And let him begin to give you a picture and, mm-hmm. and go after it. Let him heal it. You're not going to get healed in one day. People say, yeah, I've been through that one day. And you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> it takes a, it takes you mean, you mean one, yeah. one couple, of, one, one double decade, you know? <laughs> you did it for yeah. a double decade. I might start to say, you know, maybe you've got things. Now, now all you do is cleaning up the 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 day today's debt today's debt but i think that letting god show you all the things in your life or as even as even as a christian you held and and struggled with and so allowing yourself to be examined allowing yourself to examine yourself to look at your heart and define forgiveness and unforgiveness define these things so that you know whether you're doing it or not i think that's what's most important and the truth is is that when you i'm sorry when when you get saved a lot of times in Christian circles, you just go to an altar and it's it's a it's a magic wand, yeah, and you continue the to live like however you want. And and I just abide by the um, 
by the scripture says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. And that Paul said that I might attain eternal mm -hmm. life. You know, run the race. Don't finish, don't run stop short. Yeah. It, it, and life is a race. And I'm so much farther than I was 40 years ago, but I'm still a lot, lot farther. I need to go a lot farther yeah. in the next 43 years. That's really good. Yeah. I, if I remember rightly, Steve, you have a, an interesting story with the offense thing where I seem to remember something about you on a cruise ship and you praying to the Lord and him showing you all the people that you had offense with. Is that? Oh, I, I think uh, you're talking about, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was so excited and every morning I find these holes in the ship, like places where nobody's going to interrupt mm -hmm. me. And with this particular ship was at the very tippy top highest deck there is around behind all these um, chase lounges. There was a chase lounge that I could put out and I could sit there and just pray and meet the Lord. And every day it was just vision after vision after vision of people that have either offended me or I offended them and mostly offended me. But um, just people I, that had just done me wrong. And I didn't know what to do with it because, you know, in every case, it's I've, I thought I'd prayed through this guy, this thing and I thought I'd forgiven this. But I think what God was trying to show me is how it had shaped my faith, you know, in all the things I want, all the anointings I want, all the power I want, all the effect I want on people, the ability to have back what I lost, those kind of things. Um, you know, they're hindered or helped or lost or whatever. And some it's probably from the reactions of the incidences the Lord was showing me. And every day I'd go up there expecting to move on from that, but it would be again, I'd be reminded. And the truth is I had forgot about most of these things. And so, but once he revealed it to me, I remembered and I would feel the pain again and I would feel the emotion again and I would pray and seek the Lord for this. And, um, you know, I had some really, uh, Vicky would take me to this place where, why is he showing all those things? And each time he would say to me, because I've chosen you mm. and, um, I've called you, I've chosen you. And I didn't really get the correlation between showing me people that offended me and that I'd been offended with. And then the, why, why are you showing me this? Because I've chosen you. I wouldn't get the correlation. It was like that I've chosen you and for the job I've chosen you for the, the role that I've chosen you for, you're going to get rid of all this stuff. You got a lot of baggage kid. And so, yeah, it, it's, I mean, there is no, it doesn't seem like there's any end to this. It's just, <laughs> no. it's just yeah. for every, you know, maybe on that cruise ship, maybe it's two dozen. Hmm. And um, that wasn't even scratching the surface of all the people that have offended hmm. me or that have been offended by me or that, you know, took from me or it just, you know, didn't give me what I deserve. You know, they didn't give me the honor I deserve. They didn't give me the place I deserve. They give me the reward I deserve. You know, they didn't honor what I did for them or anything. Didn't appreciate it. You know, not all these people. And it's just like, wow. If you'd asked me, I'd have said, no, it's all, you know, they're all called. They're all called, They're all covered. They're all cleared. It's all I've done. cleared it yeah. all. Yeah. And, I have none. and you know, the, the truth is I was stunned by the hundreds, really. It's just yeah. really the hundreds. That's really just a, a very poignant moment, that revelation that all, that baggage that we carry that maybe we've kind of half cleaned up but we kind of left some debris around it's invisible stands in the way of what god's chosen us for like and i think you know there's a lot of people being going back to our envy jealousy thing like i i want their thing because i don't know what my thing is mm. often we don't we can't receive really what good. he has for us because we've got this this baggage you know what's way, right? most wonderful the lord the holy spirit does not forget 
I forgot, you know, okay, yeah, I'm over it. I'm over it. Let the past be in the past. Yeah. I forgive but him. but it's I like him. but it's like carrying a bag of rocks and trying to tread water, you know. You know, I I forget. Well, then why is that rock hanging on your belt? <laughs> why are you going under for the third yeah. time? Why are you barely swimming? Aren't you a good swimmer? Yeah, I'm a good swimmer. Why are you barely making it? Well, you got all these bags of rocks tied to your belt. No, I don't. No, I don't. And then the Holy Spirit says, "Look at all these bags of rocks on you," and and that's really what it's like. That's a metaphor. That's a story, you know. But. Uh, that's really what it's like is we try to tread water with bags of rocks and say, all the time denying there's any such thing as bags of rocks. Wow. What's a rock? Well, it's that thing tied around your waist <laughs> that's dragging you down. Yeah. And we don't even know it's dragging us down. You know, no, this is the this is the trial of God. When I when I endure, I'll be better. <laughs> no, this is your trial, your own trial created by you, you, presented for your enemy to accuse you of. That's good. And God, what he's doing is offering you total freedom from these things. And it starts with you just start you start at the beginning and you go to the end. Mm-hmm. You don't start at the end. And That's what really we're good. doing all the time is trying to jump over the beginning, jump over the walk and say it's all under the blood and forget that wow. we still don't like that guy or we really do want to avoid that man or not love that person or we really hope they'll get what they deserve. And we're just going to go on with our life and forget about them. I don't even want to think of that guy. You know, talk about your dad. No, I don't talk about my dad. Well, then don't you want to forgive him? I already did. And it's like, oh, well, I think there's a bag of rocks around your waist, boy. Because I know I had a bag of rocks, you know, or I had a bag. I had many bags. And that's something, you know, with with our fathers is that sometimes we don't, we have good fathers. Mm -hmm. And there's, but, and we don't want to say that they actually, there's places that they let us down. Because when, right. when a good father lets you down, it's even more, it's a deeper cut because you don't expect that from him. So sometimes we, and when we when we actually say, no, you let me down, you know, it, it's, it feels dishonoring, but it isn't dishonoring because, number one, you don't tell them that. You do it with the Holy Spirit and yourself, and, and, and you get the, the feelings out because that feeling of point of unforgiveness, whether you're 12 or 42, it, it holds you, it controls you. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I think there's someone out there to, right now that feels like they can't do that because they had good parents. And the truth is, Steve and I were very good parents, and our kids have done this a lot. They have, <laughs> a lot of they have managed to find every mistake I ever <laughs> made in their heart. <laughs> and, Amen. And, and, and I hopefully got them all. Yeah, I hope they're no all more. clean. I hope, I hope we could finally be done with this with our kids. We didn't know about inner healing when we had our kids. I don't know if that's good or bad. I think it's probably both yeah. we were perfect parents our kids are just crazy <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not that's really good guys so this i this this invisible monster this unforgiveness and judgment the envy jealousy offense and selfishness it's eating away at our capacity to be who jesus called us Correct. to be to love one another Cripples to love us. the world around us and to function in faith, function in to faith, trust Jesus, trust God. Yeah, cripples so, us. So you know, if, if any of those things we just said are things that you want to grow in or want to have, then we'd we'd encourage you to take a moment and, and just reflect and ask the Lord, will you show me if there's any unforgiveness or any envy or any offense or any selfish places in me that are unresolved? It's good. And he will, he has, as Steve said on the, you know, on his cruise ship story, or I've experienced it in my own life when I've said, Lord, is there anything in me? I think I'm okay, but is there anything in me? He <laughs> has a way of, you know, pointing it out to us. So if, we're, if you're willing to pray that prayer, then be willing to go on the journey with him. You're going to see uh, fruit in your life and healing, and it's going to be worth worth it. So we bless it, you in that. It really is how you have a Christianity that works. Yeah. And so yeah. listen to Luke, what Luke said. 
And uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll be back next time. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicky or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.